All right, so we're seeing, uh, I'm going to call it glimmers of hope. And uh, I know we don't want to get carried away, and you don't want to uh, get too far down the road here, but um, there are talks underway. Uh, They're actually being hosted by Turkey, featuring Ukraine and Russia having discussions about maybe trying to come up with some sort of peaceful resolution. Well, not peaceful, obviously, at this point, but some sort of negotiated resolution to uh, what is going on. And um, both sides making some concessions, not huge. Uh, Europe saying they will scale back military activity around Kiev and another Ukrainian city. Um, Ukraine saying they will commit to neutrality and offer international um, observers to make sure that that happens uh, and negotiations around Crimea. So um, perhaps uh, a slight thawing in the situation. Will it be enough? We'll have to monitor it closely and see where it goes. In the meantime, though, Joe Biden got everyone worked up this weekend when he went off script during a speech on Ukraine, said something like, God, that guy can't remain in power, Biden said, referring to Vladimir Putin. Um, Now, the White House has been trying to walk it back, saying there were no official plans for regime change. That's not a U.S. position on this. Uh, Biden today saying, no, I'm not walking anything back. I meant what I said. I'm talking about the moral outrage. I'm not talking about official U.S. policy. This is how I feel personally. Now, it's never a good thing when a president wrongfoots his administration like that, going off the cuff. But in reality, if you think about it, how can Putin stay in power? How can this be resolved with Putin remaining in power in Russia? How does this thing end if he does? And if he is going to be ousted, how does that happen? To get some insight on that, we're going to chat now with uh, Lisa Sundstrom, who's a professor of political science at the University of British Columbia. Lisa, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate your time today. Well, thank you for having me. So now Biden's saying no plan for regime change. Uh, There's no action inside Russia that we know of by any outside countries to try and remove Putin. Um, So if it's going to happen, it's likely to come from within. Um, Do you think it's a possibility? I guess let's just start there. Um, Is it possible that that's how this ends with Putin leaving power? Yeah, so I I do think it's possible. It's always possible. And we get surprised by things all the time when authoritarian regimes collapse. But I would put it at sort of a a minor percentage probability, uh, less than 50% for sure. Uh, And the reason for that is that Putin has a very tight circle and a small circle of key advisors around him who themselves are unlikely, excuse me, themselves are unlikely to turn against him. But we are, on the other hand, as you said, there's sort of glimmers of hope if you hope for democracy in Russia and and into this war, uh, sort of outer circle people who are starting to, in small numbers, show displeasure and starting to defect from the regime. Okay. Um, Let's try and walk through a few of those things, because you're right. I mean, it's it's an interesting um, discussion to have. First of all, in terms of the citizenry, um, how likely is that? I mean, do Russian citizens, we know there's been massive efforts to try and limit what they know about what's going on. Do they even have a full understanding of what the situation is? No, for the most part. Uh, and, and that is one of the most difficult things about this. Probably a lot of your listeners have heard uh, kind of survey results, poll results in Russia that are showing again and again by different agencies that a majority of Russians approve of the government so-called military, special military operation in uh, Ukraine. 
Uh, and as the fact is that most Russians are not getting any news outside of the official state-approved narrative on the war from official news sources because it's illegal to do so, basically, in Russia today. And the yeah. only people who are getting that are those who are going around it by using VPNs or actively seeking material on YouTube. Um, you have to actively search for it and put a lot of effort into it now, and it's only a small minority of Russians who are doing that right now. Um, so, uh, beyond the citizenry, you take a look at his inner circle. Um, do we see any indications that there's someone within the inner circle that's being honest with him and saying, you know what, you're going to have to try and find an exit strategy here? Or are they still sort of propping him up? Is it, is it largely yes men or will he be hearing contradictory influence and opinion from his inner circle? Yes, yeah, so in the inner circle, it's it's been narrowed and narrowed over time so that it's, it really consists of people who have political scientists and people in Russia call the Siloviki, which are kind of the hardline, militarized, um, very, yeah, hardline sort of militaristic uh, parts of the regime from the security services, the military, um, intelligence, and so on. And those people, anybody who questions has been removed from the circle, essentially. So if you see, if if any of your listeners sort of watch these meetings that Putin has had with his National Security Council, for example, and his cabinet, you don't see anybody pushing back. And in fact, they're doing everything they can to avoid saying anything that would displease Putin. Um, so we, I don't think he's getting any um, direct opposition, challenge, alternative information. Um, The interesting thing that people have sort of been commenting on recently is that a few people have disappeared for periods of time. So it made a big big sort of amount of attention uh, internationally when the defense minister wasn't seen in public for almost two weeks, Sergei Shegu. He eventually returned again. Uh, the story was that he'd had a heart attack or he had some heart problems, but there was a lot of speculation in that time that he was either had been sidelined for giving uh, a negative spin and, and expressing reluctance about the mission, or that he himself was trying to keep his head sort of out of out of the way and out of public view so that he wouldn't have to stand up for an invasion that he disagreed with. Uh, it's not clear, it's still not clear what went on there, but he has reappeared in public again, seems to be back on board with the team. Um, so, but things like that do make people start to wonder if there are some cracks in the edifice. Something to watch. Um, we know all the economic pressure, the financial sanctions, all of the trade embargoes, and, and you know the individuals that have been targeted, the oligarchs. Um, there's some hope that they'll be able to exert enough pressure on Putin to change the course of this. Any sign that that is happening? I know Abramovich is is part of the peace talks today in Turkey, mm-hmm. um, so he's still involved. He's still taking a leading role. But is he going to be a voice, or any of these guys going to be a voice, putting pressure on Putin to reverse course? Yeah, so there are voice out there, and some of them are as sort of predicted because they're hurting economically very badly. Uh, they are starting to express disagreement with the war and distance themselves from it um, in small numbers. Um, 
And Abramovich is one of those people. He is on that negotiating team, mm-hmm. both unofficially and officially in certain points. That is sort of a hopeful sign to me that maybe, you know, he would have a way of getting into the conversation. And, and as you said in your introduction, there are some signs that maybe there's a little bit of softening of yeah. the two sides' positions going on, which kind of surprises me. But if it's happening, that's fantastic. I think through that route, there's a possible impact. But the problem is with this autocracy that it's really dominated now by those military and security folks, not by the economic liberalizers. So not by the oligarchs, not by um, the head of the central bank, Elvira Nabulina, who apparently tried to quit and she wasn't allowed to quit. Um, So there are lots of people who are leaving from that sort of more liberal um, capitalist wing of of um, the powerful people in Russia, but they are no longer really the insiders who have Putin's ear, unfortunately. Hmm, interesting. Um, okay, to, to wrap up, with what Biden said, he has to be out of power. Um, personally, I mean, I'm no expert on this, but it seems to me like, yeah, that makes sense. I, is there a way that Putin remains um, the leader of Russia and somehow this is resolved or... Does Putin need to go? What happens to the sanctions if if they come to a resolution? Do those stay on Putin? I mean, is it about Putin or is it about the situation, do you think? Uh, So I think what you're asking in a way is, will the Russian people be hurting so and sort of power holders in the country, elites, be holding so, be so hurt by the sanctions that they'll force him out eventually? Um, You know, there's a way that this could end. power, which is he gets some kind of a compromise peace deal, gets to spin it domestically as, see, we've completed our humanitarian mission, we've stopped the sort of so-called massacring of people in eastern Ukraine, Russian speakers in eastern Ukraine, and he gets to come back home and save face. And most Russians will not have heard a different story, so they won't know. The sanctions, though, I mean, my understanding, based on, I mean, I don't think we've heard a a definite transparent plan on that, but my understanding is the sanctions would not go away right away. And and Russia's had a significant amount of sanctions already on it before the invasion uh, over over Crimea, but they weren't really stinging them. Uh, But I think uh, you're not going to see those sanctions drop immediately. You're not going to see, for example, companies immediately re-entering Russia. So I I think there are going to be problems (laughs) for a long time. And it's possible if people get information over time, uh, if enough people, once the crisis moment is over and the spotlight is off, start to withdraw their support of Putin at the elite level, yeah, it's possible over time it could all sting enough that some opposition force will manage to get organized and actually present a credible threat to his rule. It'd be interesting to watch. Lisa, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you joining us. No, thank you for having me. You bet. That is Lisa McIntosh-Sundstrom, Professor of Political Science at the University of British Columbia.